Hi, Dino Tripotis from Whiskey Business, and we are back. When I say back, I mean back face-to-face, live, in front of somebody tonight on Whiskey Business. We're very excited. And uh, our welcome back guest is the one and only, the man, the myth, the living legend, Jesse Hubbard, and his new book, Punk Rock and Cocktails, tonight on Whiskey Business. Welcome to Whiskey Business, the podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. If I seem quiet, don't misinterpret that. It is uh, quiet excitement. It is is joy that is bubbling up inside of me and waiting to explode into tonight's broadcast. Why? I'll tell you for a lot of reasons. Number one, our guest, Jesse Hubbard, uh, who's been with us before, but is back with uh, something very, very special, which I'll show you here in just a moment. Um, is with us this evening. That's one reason. The second reason is because Jesse Hubbard is literally right across from me, something that we've not done in our whiskey business studio, I think, in over a year. Um, I'm a big fan of the, the Rat Pack, and tonight I'm affectionately calling us the Vax Pack because everybody is safe and secure and, and, and vaccinated. And, and while we know that that does not make us superheroes or immune to whatever is still out there and, and wreaking its fair share of havoc, well, we still feel a little bit better that uh, we can actually get together and talk face to face. I can see you. I can see you. I can reach across. I can high five you and not really panic and put sanitizer on real quick. Uh, <laughs> he, he'll high five you, but he wouldn't touch me. A no, second I'm not ago. touching you, Hansberry. Right. I don't touch you for uh, other reasons. <laughs> they're not even. They're not even COVID related. It just. Uh, it's just a hard, fast rule. No hands on Hansberry. He's too sticky. <laughs> He's, <laughs> sticky's a good word, He's Whitney. Sticky's, yeah. sticky's sticky's a good word. Sticky's a good word. Sticky. Come on, no fair. But um, yeah, we're 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 back in here, and it's and it feels odd. Like uh, this this little this little blanket that we put down here for for sound purposes. Uh, when I spread it out for the first time this evening, it, I got a little sentimental. Like I haven't I've not put the blanket down in in over a year. And when I got the glasses and 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 got everything together, it's it's. Uh, I don't know. I guess what I'm trying to say is when you start and as we start to get back to some sense of normalcy, I, I think there's a little bit of emotion that bubbles up in, inside of you a little bit. I love you, too. Dino. It's all I right. Do not, I do not love you. I won't touch you. I won't touch you. And I don't love you. I, I, <laughs> he knows. What's the what's the standard rule? The rule is you got to be fr- afraid when I don't talk to you. When I don't, yeah. when, I, when, when I don't, Dino bust gives you, me the when I don't bust your balls, the day then I bust your balls, or the day that I'm very very nice to you, <laughs> then I'm then, screwed. Then then you know that the, there is absolutely the check has been cashed. No love whatsoever. Um, tonight we're going to be talking with Jesse Hubbard. We're going to be talking about his uh, his new book, uh, Punk Rock and Cocktails, which is. Uh, 20 original cocktails based on 20, and I'm sure he had to scale down the list in the big time, 20 of Jesse's favorite punk rock bands and cocktails that are uh, attached to each of these bands. We'll find out more about that. So I was debating what would be the whiskey tonight, because as you know on Whiskey Business, uh, the one thing that we do 
make sure is that we've had a different bottle of whiskey on every podcast. And I believe this is bottle 161 before it's all said and done. And I'm kind of, thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, and I'm kind of, <laughs> I'm kind of jumping the gun on this one is a blue note juke joint whiskey from Memphis, Tennessee. I say jumping the gun because the folks that make this uh, at VNR distillers are going to be on the podcast in May and I gave them the heads up that we were going to kind of debut this one a bit early. They uh, make this in Riverset Rye uh, only because it just made sense because we're talking, we're talking liquor. We're talking music, punk rock and cocktails. So it just seemed like Blue Note juke joint whiskey would be would be the way to go right i mean it just yeah. it all kind of melts together and, and i don't know if you knew this but the the very first band that i feature in the book uh a band called lucero they're from memphis and that's one of your favorite cocktails it's in the book to too be. i think right? it's one of my favorite cocktails yeah so book, yeah. yeah so there you go it's perfect uh, a little bit of uh serendipity as they as they say <laughs> if i'm using the word correctly before, before we get to Je- it's jesse hubbard i'm just giddy about actually being back here doing this live serendipity. he did like this little finger a little, little wc fields <laughs> a, little, <laughs> a little serendipity <laughs> A little uh, before we get to Jesse and the book, Hans Perry with the bit. Well, you got to go to YouTube right now, the whiskey biz of Dino Tripodis, to see his little finger <laughs> twirl. <laughs> a little serendipity. Well, you can watch all the videos of our podcast there uh, Instagram, Facebook, uh, whiskeybusinesspod.com is uh, where you can find everything whiskey business, including some of the, the uh, short films and the writings that uh, Dino's been doing. Um, and uh, if you're listening on our favorite podcast app, uh, that's a great place to uh, go check out all the other co- great content. Uh, but you can find us if you are on your favorite podcasting app, uh, Apple, Spotify, iHeart, HBO Max, all mm-hmm. the essentials, all the essential podcasting apps. All the essential podcasting apps, but no, not HBO no, Max. No. He always throws in one that's a big lie. Uh, regardless, like and subscribe and uh, share with your friends. Our like the podcast scene is, is I, really. Uh, I would love grassroots. when whiskey business the movie gets made. You know, and then on HBO Max. Maybe on HBO Who Max. Would then that one. The, the, that'll Who that'll be that'll, that'll be us. That'll be us. Us. Zack Snyder. Oh no, us. 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 No, I already got it sketched out in my head. Yeah. It's it's a podcast that turns into some sort of caper. Oh yeah, that yeah. sounds awesome. Right, then that's, that's, that's a, yeah, it's a caper because you wanted to do a caper movie. <laughs> You've always wanted to do a caper heist movie, and uh, we've discussed that, and I figured let's try to include the podcast, so we start off trying to do a podcast, and we end up getting involved in this this crazy... uh, And you said Amelia Estevez will you, and you would still be the Uber driver. You'd still be the Uber driver. Yeah, they would drive everybody around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You didn't have a mystery machine. You just had to... Out of everybody that's in Hollywood, you know, currently... Yeah, Emilio. Uh, you go with Emilio Estevez? Oh, I'm, I'm right now. <laughs> me and the kids are watching. That's the best the, you could we're, do? we're doing the new Mighty Ducks reboot. I understand uh, that. So I'm, he's, I feel like that's accurate. He's like, the, a, uh, or, or David Spade. David Spade. <laughs> David Spade. <laughs> Jesse's mom. Who, who I met Jesse's mom once, and she saw us on the podcast, and she was like, You're the, you look like David Spade. <laughs> I, get, I get no or, David or Spade. your personality. It's David your personality. Spade <laughs> off of you. What's so, I think it's a compliment. Thank you, Mrs. Hubbard. <laughs> who would play Whitney? <laughs> I, uh, She's um, going to see this. The ex-basketball player for the 76ers, Bobby Jones, of course. Of course. Who, who, did, who didn't come up with that right off the top of their head? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Oh, short man. shorts. I can just uh, imagine short shorts being yeah, it's funny. And very high knee high uh, uh, socks, yeah. Yeah. The uh, I'll get eighty one year old Al Pacino to play me. We'll get Jesse and you. Oh, Jesse, who would play you in a movie? Who would play you now? If we're doing if we're doing dream casting. Yeah, dream casting. Who would play you in a movie? I do I mean What's that? Your wife is here. Maybe I should ask her. Yeah, ask her. That's a better idea. So, so who, 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 who does it remind you of? You want to hit him answer? Okay. Give us yours. I would probably go with, um, have to be somebody close to my age. I would say, be like a Jeremy Renner, I think. Okay. Uh, so, you know, yeah, I, can, I can see it. I can see it. Yeah. It's accurate, yeah. You know, he's like one of the Avengers, but he's not one of the main Avengers. So. Right, right, I right. Like it's like you guys are the Avengers, but like I'm just like I'm like the Hawkeye to you guys as Iron it's Man. Respectable, what? Uh, it can happen. <laughs> I, know, I, I know a guy who knows Jeremy Renner. Really, we can make that happen. I like Jeremy Renner. Yeah, I like really? Jeremy Renner. I like your choice. What I don't care for is uh, your obvious uh, lack of self-esteem when it comes to the superhero world. That you consider yourself <laughs> to be a lesser Avenger. I think we need to work on that. Well, I mean, psychologically you know, I'm, speaking, I'm just happy to be considered for the whiskey business movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I'm not Tony Stark. I'm Hawkeye. I, I get it. Was I never saw like the last ones? Did did uh, Hawkeye? Did he evaporate or whatever? I can't tell you, man. People are listening to this. Yeah, oh, spoilers. Spoilers. Yeah, but they know by now. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I haven't watched. I haven't watched any of them. Jesse Hubbard is our guest. Jesse Hubbard, the man, the myth. The legend? Do you consider yourself to be a legend? No, but thank you for saying that in front of my wife. Okay. I appreciate that. All right. Yeah. You, you heard it. I did. Okay, because because there would be some things that have happened since we last spoke. You've been a, a, a frequent flyer on, on whiskey business. You've been with us before. Yes. You were with us uh, making our, our whiskey business cocktail. Yeah. Uh, remember that? That, that was, was a lot of fun. It seems like so long ago, fun. doesn't it? It seems like forever ago. Yeah. Um, you uh, joined us for a charity event. Where, mm-hmm. where you were our guest bartender. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my favorite podcasts was with your father. Yeah, um, that was special. That was very special when we, you were here with Dan Skinner and, and your father, mm-hmm. and uh, the, the, the discussion was uh, prostate cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to talk about your dad a little bit later on, but God rest his soul, he's, 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 he's passed on, and I was hoping to get him back one more time on the podcast. But, yeah. uh, but um, we'll, we'll discuss what I'm thinking about that a little bit later. Okay, but in good. the process... You have won awards. Yeah, I've done some stuff. You've done some. You won some <laughs> awards. You 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 you've uh, you 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 you've, st- you've staked your claim in the in the. First of all, let's let's settle this. It, when you win an award for what you do as a bartender, is that in the world of mixology? Is that in the world of libations? Is that in the world of bartending? I mean, what what's what's the distinguished? proper terminology to yeah. say that you are an award-winning I, I i just call myself a bartender and you know and uh if people sometimes people use the term mixologist or or you know just barman or whatever it may be you can call me whatever you want at the end of the day it's all kind of the same thing to me though some people say that if you're a mixologist you deal more with craft cocktails and you're making these super complex libations if you're a bartender maybe you're not as involved in that i disagree i think we're all bartenders at the end of the day it's kind of like uh you know like Scotch is whiskey, bourbon's whiskey. You know what I'm saying? It's all right, it's all right, it's all right. whiskey at the end right. of the day. So uh, some of the some of the accolades that I've been fortunate enough to um, to uh, to gather have been uh, for certain cocktails that I've done. It's some of them have been for more of the the, the broad uh, spectrum of bartending in general or mixology, as it were. Uh, I won some cool uh, awards uh, at my previous job for um, 
this is probably something I'm most proud of, and I don't talk about that much. But when I was still at the Westin, I won the uh, the uh, National Associate of the Year for all positions within the hotel wow. group, and I. Pretty sure I was the only bartender to have ever won that, which is Isn't which is special. Mar- for is that Marriott or uh, it's, it's Marriott? It's uh, Waterford Hotel Group. So, so, that's, that's a big deal. so it's, yeah. they own a bunch. That's, that was a special one for me because it took people looking at my industry, which I'm very proud of, from other walks of life, looking at that and also taking it seriously than maybe they normally would, more seriously than they normally yeah. would. So that's one that I'm particularly proud of. So you have, obviously. It, it goes without saying, having known you now for the last couple of years, I know the pride you take in your work. I mean, I do, you, I do. Yeah, I mean, it's not just a job for you. No, it's 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 what you do now. And and you've had a colorful past leading up to this. You didn't start off in life. You make to, it sound like I've been in prison. Huh? <laughs> Explain those tattoos. I don't know. <laughs> He's got love and hate on his nut. You know, I just assume. Everybody's been in prison <laughs> at some point, so it's fair. You know, it's you know, fair. But, Checks but out. It's, but also, you know, I'm going to start making notes. You have low self-esteem when it comes to superheroes. <laughs> when I mention colorful past, you immediately say prison. Okay, I'm going to. I'm, I'm going to. You know, this is why I love being face to face again. I would not pick up on these things remotely uh, on our computers. But when I sit across from the man and I read his body language a little bit. I find out some interesting things. You see, so colorful, colorful past, past yeah, colorful means prison. Past. Well, I mean, it could. Interesting. I think it's a nice way to say somebody's been in, in prison. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, no, I mean, you've had a lot of different very professions. You know, you, you, your family's been in the railroad. Uh, we're, we're railroad people for years. And yeah. You were actually uh, a conductor yourself for the, for the, for the railroad at one point, which I think is cool. Just cool and fascinating in its in its own way a lot of people enjoy hearing about that i think yeah because trains are just they're just fun everybody loves trains mm-hmm. and that you know my great-grandfather my grandfather my dad and my brother is currently a railroad engineer and i i just worked for a year just see i you know back when i was younger i asked my dad if he'd get me a job on the railroad just to make a little bit of extra money while i was basically trying to figure out my next move and he got me on and uh, as a conductor for freight trains so it wasn't necessarily the all aboard dealing with tickets. It was dealing with flammable and explosive <laughs> train cars. And I'm, you know, this knucklehead young me. I'm there trying to like, you know, uh, they call it coupling it together, essentially like that with the, um, you know, with the, the, um, the cars. And then you have to put up the brakes on and you have to undo it. And there's air hoses and all these different components that go into it. Wow. Yeah, but your train would be the one that terrorists would actually swoop I was down. The Breaking Bad episode. Your train would be the one that terrorists yeah. would actually land on and try to yeah. and, and try to steal and take and take away and but because because of all the explosives. He'd be explosions. like Ernest Borgnine, though. He would be he, kicking ass. No, he'd be I'd like be Jeremy like Renner. Yeah. He'd, be, he'd be like Jeremy Renner. He'd be, he'd be on top he'd, of the, be, uh, be, yeah. the train running. He'd be Hawkeye in that shit and taking care of bad guys. And that's how I ended up in prison, though. <laughs> Wrongfully accused. <laughs> Who's making notes? <laughs> Who's making notes for the it. movie? It's a uh, uh, no so. ticket. <laughs> so, and, and on the on the on the podcast we had John before, which I will always encourage people to go to the archives if you want to see Jesse's first appearance on Whiskey Business. Do WhiskeyBusinessPod.com. dot com. and also uh, check out the one to hear more about the uh, a little bit more about the uh, the railroad as well, which is what I wanted to catch yeah. you at second time around. Yeah, we'll talk more about that, but um, but then you. You'll find out how how Jesse became a bartender. I mean, it just kind of happened. Where in Louisville? 
No, no. It, ha- it happened in New Jersey. New actually. Jersey, it started. Is that yeah. where it started? That's where. I mean, you know, when I was when I was still in school, I bartended a little bit, but it was really beer tending, uh, pouring some beers, pouring some shots. Nothing of any real, you know, complicated uh, skill. And uh, fast forward to about 2008, I was working in radio, and I, I worked in radio for about eight years, give or take. And uh, that's you know, a long time. It, you know, it, I loved it, and I thought that was going to be my career moving forward. Yeah, you know what? Me too. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to get to where you were, and I never, after, I never quite was able to do after that. After 24 years, I thought, you know what? I think this is what I'm going to do the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> I think I I think I figured it out. I think yeah, I found yeah, it. I think yeah. I found my niche. And then I was done. <laughs> it was done. Uh, finish up what you got there. I'm going to pour some of this blue note while we're talking and uh, get some thoughts as we go along. But then, yeah, eight years in radio and radio didn't didn't take or, or well, what happened? It was um, it was a change in format. So I was working for a station uh, out. In, yeah, format. change in format. I was working at for a station called K Rock out in New York, owned by CBS Radio. That's a big. That's a big yeah, station. Big. It was a big station. It was kind of a dream job for me. I mean, I wasn't making any money to speak of whatsoever, uh, but I was a part of something. I, it was this romantic idea of I'm in New York City. I'm going to the radio station, you know, and I and I was I started in promotions because that's just when my experience wasn't. You know, I did some on-air stuff from smaller markets, but they wanted me to start in promotions and I started working my way up and I started getting some bit parts of some of the, the afternoon shows. And then I got to do some overnight stuff and I loved it. It was the dream. I got to meet all my favorite bands. I got to go to concerts for free. I never paid for a concert out there ever. And all of a sudden they said, Oh yeah, in two days we're changing the format to top 40, which is fine, but it wasn't the dream anymore. And it was at that point where I started, you know, I was bartending a little bit on the side, but I started really pursuing it a little bit more thinking, this, this industry is kind of cutthroat, the radio industry. You know, I had no notice. No. They, they laid off so many people. The only no. reason they, yeah, right. The only reason they didn't lay me off is because they weren't paying me anything. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't matter. Oh, you know what I mean? Familiar with that. Oh, the great Hansberry <laughs> story. way too many donuts. We're not paying them enough to lay them off. <laughs> it cost them money to lose my job. Maybe that's It'll cost us more so money well. to fire yeah. them and hire somebody else. It's true. Uh, oh, that's so, so there you go. And then it just then the bartending took off from there. So obviously, but when you start doing it, you, you, you like, I'm kind of digging this. I was digging it. I was terrible, but I was digging it. Yeah. So, so were you terrible in the beginning? No, I didn't. You don't, I didn't know how to make anything. I remember the first time. So how do you become a bartender if you don't know how to make anything? I, I, that was a great Who question. Who hires you as a bartender was, when, you don't, when you can't make Well, shit? they hired me as a server to begin with. Okay. And then they, tr- they started giving me bartending shifts. And I, you know, I mean, I lied a little bit about what I knew, you know, like, I was, you know, you, you know everybody you know, lies you know, in, a, in a job interview. I, I claim to, I know, I, I knew a little bit more, but I'm like, I'll read about it and I'll watch the videos online and I'll figure it out. That first shift that I did, I'll never forget it. You know, the drinks were coming out the wrong colors. Right. Everything was muddy looking. It was just not good. And they said, I thought you knew how to, <laughs> how to do this. I was like, well, okay, I'm have to come to Jesus talk here. Maybe I fibbed a little bit, <laughs> but then I got really serious about bugging the bartenders and learning the trade. And, uh, I eventually got, uh. Uh, you know, I got better. <laughs> you got better. I was actually uh, I was a bartender for one summer uh, when I was 18. Oh, yeah? In West Virginia. I attended a bar at a place called the Office Lounge. I got a, a summer job there attending a bar. I didn't know shit about it either. Yeah. And like, and I, but I would actually say, I mean, I mean, I knew how to make a certain amount of drinks. And somebody would say, you know, uh, let me have a... Let me have a rusty nail. Like I don't know how to make that. Mm-hmm. Well, let me have a Tom Collins. I don't know how to make that. Uh, how, how about a how about a seven seven? You like those? I can make that. You want a vodka and something? <laughs> I can make that. And, and then and someone wanted a pina colada, 
pina colada, and, and and I messed it up, and I go, and I go. She goes like, "This isn't my pina colada, but this is delicious." What did you? And I and I messed it up. I go, it. and I just ran with it. I go, "That is not a pina colada. That is a variation on the pina colada. That is something I call the Dino Delight." <laughs> and she's like, "Do you like it?" She goes, "I love it." I go. Enjoy, and then I went back and looked at all the shit that I put in it in case you wanted another one. You're like, how do I make another one? <laughs> yeah, how do I how do I make another Dino Delight? They call it a Dino Delight. So then the pandemic hits, right? And the bar industry goes initially like everything else did, and in, in the service industry kind of in the toilet for a while. Mm-hmm. You're out of a job, yeah. And unlike some people who just kind of sat and waited to see what the next move would be, you decided to be a little more proactive, right? And you talked about it. I remember you talking about it when you said, I'm going to write a book. And sure enough, he did. <laughs> he wrote a book. And, and and not just, you know, scribbled out a few things. A lot of time and effort went into this. There's some beautiful photos in this book that I found out that you took. I did, yeah. You took the photos? Yeah. Some of these photos in here are just the, uh, I mean, the, look at this. <clears throat> is, this, is, this is this you? Is this your picture? It is, yeah. Look at this. Look at this. Nice. All right. Come on. Yeah. I just want to lick that page. Yeah, yeah. Right. Oh, maybe that'll be for the next scratch one. Scratch and sniff. Scratch yeah. and sniff. Scratch and taste. Scratch the schnozberries taste like schnozberries. <laughs> so you decided to write a book called Punk Rock and Cocktails, 20 Influential Albums, 20 Inspired Cocktails. So tell us about this book because I have a lot of questions. Tell us about the initial idea for it. And uh, what what motivated you to 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 where it is right now in completion? Yeah, um, so it was one of those things where, you know, people in my life, certain friends and family members, were, ha- have been encouraging me for quite some time to write a book, and they're saying, you know, you're 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 good at what you do, you know, and you know, and you should write a book. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, that's really sweet of you to say, but who's going to care about my book? Why, you know, you care because, you know, you're my aunt or my uncle, you know, or Christina, you know, my wife cares because, you know, she wants to support me. But that's nice that you have family because, uh, you know, you know, I wrote a book in my family. Didn't they, blink an eye. They didn't care. Yeah. <laughs> they haven't even opened, opened it. You gave it to them as gifts. Sorry to pour salt in that wound, you know. So, all right, let me start a separate list. I got your issues over here. I'm going to put my issues down over here. Go on now, saying, uh, why should I write a book? Who would read my book? So who would read my book? Why would anybody care? And I got to thinking about it. And, you know, it, it, the idea was always kind of there to combine my interests. You know, when I really started thinking about what what the, the topic, what, what the, the niche, so to speak, should be. One of the oldest uh, lessons in writing is write what you know. Yep, there you go. There you, there go. you go. And I'm not, a, I'm not a writer. I don't know how to write. So what do I do? I just start writing, you know, typing out stories about some of these bands that I've seen and some, some fun experiences that I've had at these albums and why they matter to me. And I started coming up with some cocktails. I had one or two of the cocktails already in the bag uh, because that's something that was kind of fun for me to do is to create a cocktail based on an album or a band that I like. <clears throat> and it just took off from there. And next thing you know, I've got, uh, you know, like more than enough bands. So I did. I did dwindle it down to 20 because you dwindled you you took it down to 20 i took it down to 20 how many did you have initially i had 30 and just shy of 30 my goal was to do 30 i should say but i had just shy of 30 i think 20 is a great number i I was seeking some advice from some people and and you i didn't make it too public that i was writing this book you're one of the few people that i did talk to about and that you really encouraged me to do it and 20 was kind of the sweet spot it seemed like because the focus would be i wanted it to be on the cocktails as well as 
the uh, the albums, and mm-hmm. so that way, you know, it's not it's not overwhelming, and, and I've got more for a volume two when I want to start. I've started working on volume two a little bit. So, so volume two is already in in the works. It's in the early stages of reaching out to a lot of the bands and kind of you know f- uh, formatting some of the formulating some of the stories. Interesting. Say. You say reaching out to the bands. Well, this is something I found out recently that you actually reached out to each and every band in this book for the most part. I did. No, I reached out to every band in the book, and I also reached out to the um, the, the spirits the spirit companies themselves. Uh, so, uh, you know, some of the names that you've seen there, you'll see Woodford, you'll see Jack Daniels, you'll see Bacardi, things like that. So I reached out to them to get their, they're okay as well. You don't necessarily have to do that, but I want, you know, I know a lot of people in this industry and I wanted to let them know that A, I was including them and, and B, make sure that, you know, it was okay. And, and C, how do you want to be included? You know, is it, is it okay if I infuse something in your product? Kind of brilliant though, even if it's accidental brilliance, that you contact these bands and say, hey, can I use you in my book? They go, oh, a book. They go, what it is? You know that that puts the book on their radar. Accidentally brilliant that you contact the spirit companies and say, I'm I'm putting you in a book. Oh, a book. I mean, it gets on their radar, so now they have their interest has to be peaked a little bit. Yeah. To to a point where they go, well, what's the book about? And and maybe eventually, where can I find it? And I mentioned that because um, uh, the book was recently selected as a spring favorite on liquor.com sweet which is that was awesome that was that's great you know i mean liquor.com i don't know how long that website has been in existence but it's kind of a go-to uh site for all things liquor and libations (laughs) accessories etc i mean no seriously it's it's a it's a it's a great site it's a huge resource for bartenders in and, and and to have your book picked as a spring favorite you know in the mix of, of a bunch of other great cocktail the books. The geniuses have bought that domain. You know, some some like liquor.com geek like right. 30 years ago. Right. Who about this? Liquor.com. Liquor.com. Uh, but also to jump off of that, you said that even some of the bands had like posted on their social media. So you're getting some, some, um, some feedback and purchases from people that out of the state that you never even heard of, but just heard from your. So your I'll ask you again, yeah. when I mentioned yeah. the man, the myth, the legend, was this intentional or accidental brilliance? <laughs> Anything that I've ever done that's brilliant has been by accident. So <laughs> <sure you> <laughs> no, but that's that's been huge um, for me. The band Dino Delight. You know, the Dino, Dino, Dino Delight. Right? That's not a pedicure. That's a Dino Delight. I thought <laughs> it's, I did. it was supposed to be the entire time. I love it. But the band's re- posting about it on their social media and sharing it with their fan base has been huge for me. That has been such a key. Um, for me and, and my book sales because I've had sales all over the world and my, pu- my publisher awesome. is like what are you doing that people are ordering this in the UK or you know all across the country or in Canada or New Zealand and so it's the bands that, that have embraced it which is awesome but that, and like I said that's yeah. that's that's that was huge. my hope that was my that was my hope well so so you did kind of have an idea that that might be the case if yeah. it goes on the radio this guy wrote a book and he based a drink on our band which is a compliment in itself right? Yeah, I was hoping that's how they would take it, and they did. A lot of them did. And when I started getting that feedback from the band or, or management company or certain members of the band, um, how excited they were about this idea. And I'm thinking, all right, there's something here. Sure. And so, were there any bands that did uh, that didn't like their cocktail? Uh, I haven't, I, <laughs> so I haven't heard back. I've gotten feedback from some of the bands that they love the cocktail. Love the cocktail. And uh, you know, it's not very punk rock, by the way. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love your cocktail. Love your cocktail, man. Uh, yeah. Um, but, um, 
Yeah, I have, I've heard nothing but positive uh, feedback from everybody. You know, the ones that reached out. I imagine if somebody in there didn't like it, they would probably just like say, "Screw that guy." <laughs> oh, <laughs> that, that, keep right. it to themselves. Yeah, keep it to themselves and not share anything. Like <laughs> not share anything. Uh, yeah, on yeah. Why, why, why bring up something bad? Right. Uh, how'd you pick the bands? You know, it was. Um, and why punk rock? I grew up in the punk rock. You know, that was that was like one of my. You know, when I was a teenager, and you know, I thought I was cool and tough. And I was listening to punk rock. I'm just stuck. So you're still it, listening to punk rock. I'm still listening to punk rock. It's rebellious. You still think you're cool and tough? <laughs> I think I, I used to be cool. And he was in prison. <laughs> I used to be tough. <laughs> well, and not to like steal your answer, but we're about the same age. And when you we were, are, yeah, seriously, yeah, we are. You, you're, 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 you're rounding up and you're rounding me down. Yeah, I like yeah, it. Yeah, we're the, about the, the same age. Close okay. enough. We're close. Well, right. But we grew up in the same yeah. general years. Why does it seem so much? more like a grown-up than you please because <laughs> i've worked with you my whole career what do you, like, what do you think <laughs> look at my look at my uh, my mentor right here <laughs> good point good point well well spoken well done well done well played sir well played i have no comeback for that uh, no uh, yeah uh, long story short like think of the bands like in the like the, the 90s and the 2000s it was like the boy band scene like we grew up during this shitty shitty time period of music like pop music you had to go find the good stuff so i right. got into right. classic rock and you got into punk rock i think if you were into music you found other outlets because the top 40 shit wasn't cutting it gotcha yeah that's well yeah. said um the, you know the reason i chose these particular bands i could have chosen you know 100 bands for this but it just i literally if you go through the chapter of one at a time, that is the order that the bands got back to me and said, "Go for it." Wow. Okay. Cool. And I so wanted that, it, that is the order. That is That's the order, awesome. and I wanted it to be with the ones I included, of course. I wanted it to be kind of this journey of my experience of reaching out to them as well. As I heard back and got the okay, I started writing these stories, and then you know you go through it as you're reading it, and you're gonna you know read these stories that I wrote. Um, and you know these are twenty of my favorite bands, not necessarily my top twenty bands because I don't know if I could even pick that. But there are 20 meaningful bands uh, for me. Some of them are bigger than others. Some of them people maybe never heard of, which I think is kind of cool. And maybe I could, you know, you're reading it, I can turn you on to a band you've never did heard Did you of. actually sp- speak with uh, Henry Rollins? I did. Sweet. I did. How was that? It was awesome. He was. He said the funniest thing. He, he says, you don't even need to ask for permission, man. He's like, I, I, I write books all the time about other musicians and, and artists and actors, and I never asked permission. I was like, yeah, you're Henry Rollins. They're not gonna, yeah. like, a, a, you're famous. B, you would kick their ass if they said no. You know, And C, you're probably friends with them. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> probably. You'd kick your ass. But that's, that's actually what he said. He's like, you don't even have to do it, man. Just go for it. I was like, so he was so enthusiastic. Uh, that's cool. And he doesn't even drink. Didn't you mention that there was a, a, a band in here that, that, that does not drink? Yeah, minor threat. Minor threat. Minor threat. Yeah, minor threat. They're they're straight edge. They're like really the godfathers of that movement, of the straight edge movement. You know, no no drinking, no drugs, you know, none of that stuff. Um, but they were on board with me doing a cocktail. You know, you and I talked about that a little bit mm-hmm. already. But you know, I said I was going to try to honor the band by doing something low proof or zero proof, and they were they were cool with it. So pink lady, it is right. Yeah, right. And what's the name of that one? Friends with the band? Is yeah, it? friends. Yeah, like a lot of people are getting a kick out of it. Like, oh, what's that cocktail? Cranberry juice or what is it? A diet coke? You know, like, no, man. That would have like been, like been funny to do, but I yeah, wanted actual. Real you got a touch of uh, Echo Spirits, right? From our own Echo Spirits, right here in Columbus, Ohio. Yeah, they're buds. I wanted the. Yeah. I wanted to, like you know I wanted a little to give, bit of vermouth. Give the love. Just so, you know, I I told the guys they said is Jesse going to make cocktails for us, and I go no tonight he makes nothing. 
Tonight we talk about the book. We talk about Jesse. He's made a whiskey business cocktail for us. I said I want him just. To, I just want to talk to the man. And said, plus I don't have some of the more <laughs> the grapefruit the, express the eccentric eccentric <laughs> things that he'll need in order to make something. Because look, I'm reading some of this. I don't even the what is it? Lily Blanc. There you go. You nailed it. Lily Blanc. It's a, fortif- and, it's a fortified wine. It's it's of course it is. <laughs> Everybody knows that it's a fortified wine. The, the, the Lille Blanc. It's the most punk rock of all yeah, the fortified and, wines. And the Carpano Antica formula. What the something punk rock about? What is that? It's Italian vermouth. Is Italian vermouth? Why can't you just yeah. put down fucking Italian I vermouth? To, I wanted to use a specific brand. <laughs> oh, okay. Ah, yeah. <laughs> ching, ching. <laughs> okay, very nice. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, obviously, I punk rock not. My strong suit. I recognize some of these bands in here, but I'd probably say uh, uh, not not a lot of them. And that's 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 no knock on me. That's just uh, wherever you're. And you, I've your sense, your sense learned a lot about be. some of these. It's been fun you listening know. to some of these these bars. You know, I, 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 cool. I go more rock. I go more R and B and and yeah. soul and seventies and that type of thing. You know, oh, do a seventies one, man. Do I mean, a seventies. Pu- the publisher said they want to continue to do the series. You know, the next the next one's definitely going to be Punk Rock and Cocktails Volume Two. Okay, but after that, you know, the blank blank and cocktails can right. be the brand. Can be the brand. Can be... But that also puts pressure on you to make more cocktails. I mean, I've got so many already. That's ready, probably the easy part. And how, and how do you, you know? do that? I mean, when you look at when you when 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 you when you have books like this, five hundred and one must have cocktails. How do you add something new to the mix? Ultimately, everything is based on something that already exists. Right. You know, you can you can say you can narrow it down to like five or six cocktails, and everything is a variation of those five or six. Variation on the theme, as yeah, they say. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you know, it's hard to be truly original. You just have to, you know, try your best to do do something that you're proud of and that inspires you. Right. That you aren't aren't aware of it existing already, but you know everything everything is a. That's what they say that on every art form, everything is is derived. But I I think what's cool about this, I mean the 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 cocktails, obviously you you put time and energy and the and the pictures of the drinks and so forth are, are beautiful. You put time and effort and energy into the cocktails. That's that's cool on its own, but. The stories, your, 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 you know, how these bands affected you, what you were thinking, what you were going through. That's part of the appeal of this book oh, yeah. as well, because a lot of people probably share a lot of those same sentiments. You know, when they think about a band, when they think about a concert that they went to, when they think about somebody maybe maybe that they actually met that played in one of these groups and so forth and so on. Those are the kind of things that stick in your mind. And those are the kind of things that you're reminiscing about and talking about in this book. I appreciate you saying that because that, that obviously is the most personal aspect of the book right. for me. Uh, the, you know the 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 story the stories gives you a little insight. I didn't want it to be like a bio of the band. No, you know what I mean because that's been done before. People have done band bios like here's a Led Zeppelin, here's a cocktail for Led Zeppelin. That kind of stuff has been done. I wanted to give you a little bit of insight as to why why I care about these these albums, why I chose them, why they inspired me to make a cocktail, and you know uh, there's some fun some fun stories in there, some serious stories, and it just you know that's it, the one thing that I think. I want you know people to take away from this is that it's this is something that we we can all relate to you know it's like everybody loves music and everybody's got these stories and and you know maybe friends can get together and they can share their own stories about some of these bands or listen to these bands right. make these cocktails have a big social event right. now that we're able to do those kinds of things again and now also with this book out like it is I mean and some of these bands uh, people might read this book and say um, well you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna look up some of these bands yeah and and look into their catalog of music you know. If it if it if it harkens back to a day when 
when they when when you were totally into punk rock and you were and you were living the punk rock lifestyle in and know, out of prison uh, yeah, every yeah, weekend. You know, right? <laughs> this a book like this might 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 jar some memories with people and say, "Man, I want to check this out. I've never heard of this band before." But I've know. had so many people reach out to me um, that that saw, you know, the Lawrence Arms or saw the Menzingers or one of these other bands post about it. They reached out to me like, "Oh my god, that's an amazing idea!" and and they and they share a story with me about that they had the personal connection to, to oh, the band. Oh, that's cool. And just on Instagram, you know, or Facebook, it's been so much fun. And then the uh, the book event that we did at Echo, a lot of people were coming up, and I knew most of the people there, but there were some people that I never met before. Right. And they were coming up and sharing some stories with me about it. I'm like, man, that, that just means so much. It, yeah. means, it brings us all together, ultimately. Yeah, it's it's good that it's good that what you do for a living ends up being the vehicle that you drive to get to where you're at. But ultimately, what I took away from this as I've gone through the book are the stories, yeah, the cocktails, yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't know, I don't know that I'll ever take the time or the effort you know, we're friends i'll tell you i don't know i don't know if i'll take the time or have the patience i've told you this from the get-go i am a put ice in the glass pour the whiskey in the glass type of guy sure i can admire all day long and applaud the expertise and the finesse but i don't know that i'm gonna say hmm let me make the no sleep till trenton cocktail i need a ounce and a half of coffee infused Woodford reserve rye I need some Carpano Antica, and uh, oh, I only have one dash left of Woodford bitters. <laughs> oh, and and I can't do it. it. Yeah, I can't. I need two dashes. Gotta shut it down. But so, but uh, you know, I, I I can have immense respect for that. But then, what I really dig is hearing the story yeah. and reading the story about it. Plus, you know, I'll make the cocktails for you. Yes, I so know. Then you don't have to worry about it. You will. And I also love the fact that you know. It's very large print, <laughs> yeah. so I don't need to wear my glasses to, to, nice. to read this. That way you have it out in the kitchen, you're making the cocktails, and it's th- good. Yeah, spill yeah, something yeah, on yeah, it. Yeah, you can start idea. still read the, it's read the print. Smart. And also, who was it your idea to make it look like a record yeah. album? Yeah. It was something like the publisher and I kind of came together on. That was, that was a vision that I had to make it... You know, either the size of a 45 or the size of a traditional LP. Mm, square no, cool. LP and, was and, way and, to go. And we were able to do that, and that was so it's just shy of being the size of a full record. Yeah. I keep it actually on, on my record shelf. Oh, do you really? Yeah, that's yeah. where I keep it. Oh, yeah. that's so cool. cool. And it's the only book I own. So that, <laughs> Since this is our first get-together back, and and uh, one of the things we discussed on uh, when we said when we get back is to actually – Talk about the whiskey a little bit more. We've in in in, in the past years right. gotten away from it a little bit. I mean, we always had introduced the guest bottle, but we never really talk a whole lot about it. Uh, what do you think of the of the the blue note, the juke joint whiskey? Are you what do you what are you picking up on um, as far splash. as the nose and and so forth and so on? I'll let the expert go first, and I'll I get say, a lot of vanilla in the taste. What he says, vanilla. I get some cinnamon. Get some cinnamon. Yeah, I get the cinnamon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it just kind of, kind of dances on your tongue a little bit, you know. Nothing. It's not intense. No, it's, it's very, super it's very, drinkable. It's very smooth. It's very smooth. Uh, this is this is uh, and I and I tried their uh, uh, their single barrel, 126 oh, wow. proof, when I was down in Florida, was and it was that it was actually smoother than this. No this is their 93 proof, and it was actually smoother. Don't ask me how, but really good. yeah, it is really good. Uh, um, and I've 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 hipped our friends at uh, Ohio Liquor to 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 this particular distiller and so forth. So 
I believe that they're looking into possibly seeing what Blue Note might be all about. So we're kind of the first ones here in Ohio cool. to, to, to try this one. So And you said I think it's retail reasonably uh, I think that one's I, – I don't don't quote me on the price of that one. I know that the rye is under 30 bucks. the Riverset rye, which I am saving for the actual podcast with uh, – with the it, folks yeah, from there, it kind of reminds me. Uh, I don't know flavor profile, but uh, like an an old Forester, just really good, yeah. really solid, S- solid. Yeah. yeah, and if it's you know under forty bucks, I like yeah, a little spicy every day. It's I, got I, a little. I, the, the, I get a little bit of the allspice yeah. there at the and the finish. I, mm-hmm. that, I completely agree. I'd be curious to know how you know how much or if if how much I guess rye is in this. You know, yeah, I was curious too. Yeah. You know, the, what the mash bill would be. Because uh, I definitely, I mean, if there's no rye in there, that's amazing to me that they're able to, to do that. Mash bill, uh, I got it right here. It's, it's 7% corn, 21% rye, and mm. 9% malted barley. 20, yeah. yeah, I was going to say about that. So you get the, I have no idea. I'm just looking at you nodding, right? Yes, 21%. Uh-huh. Well, that's what I was going to say. 21, uh, <laughs> no, no more than 22. 22%, 22% rye would have completely changed the company. It actually would have. Actually, you know, when, when, it, when it comes down to this stuff, I mean. I was I was impressed, though. I was like, oh, hey, yeah. <laughs> no, I don't know what I'm yeah. talking about. No. No, 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 no. I do know. I do know that the blue note that's like in blues. You know, when you hit that like yeah, really yeah. sour bendy note. Mm-hmm. That's the blue note. Yeah, blue note. Yeah, blue a, notes, man. You talk going back to Memphis in the twenties, man. Yeah, I like yeah. that kind of BB King style guitar right there. Yeah, I mean it does kind of emote that kind of vibe, like a yeah. a, a southern a humid evening. Sitting well, on the back they're board, very excited about you know. being on the podcast and, and introducing their, their brand to Ohio. So, uh, we're thrilled to be having them on. They'll be coming on in May sometime. I'm looking forward to so, that one. As so well. we'll be looking, uh, unfortunately we have to do that one remotely cause they'll be in, in Memphis, but, uh, Road trip. That's what I told him. <laughs> I told him. I said, if, it, if if everything comes to fruition and your and your uh, your brand comes to Ohio and we need to go down there and make some barrel selections, hey man, we're coming. Go, we're coming. Far. We're coming. I'm I'm coming too. Just so you guys know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I had a question, Dino. Go ahead, Johnny. So you're working on volume two, correct? Yeah. What would be your dream band if they said yes? My dream band is one that I'm. It's an artist. It's an individual artist, and it's yeah. Iggy Pop. Oh, dude! And you better, I, you better hurry. I, yeah. <laughs> His neck is getting smaller and smaller. He's turned seventy-four. <laughs> I, I can't believe it. I mean, you know, I, I should say you better hurry. Probably not. He'll probably. He's like Keith yeah. Richards, right? Yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. He, he's, yeah. He's drinking. He's drinking whatever Kool Aid Keith is drinking. Yeah, so, he, yeah. he has better cardio on the stage, though. He, he, he does. You know, I, I've been fortunate <laughs> enough to see him a couple times now, and he's he's. You talk about a legend. He's a legend. I saw him hey, with the Pretenders hey, hey. a long time ago. Oh, for real? Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. He's awesome. Um, so he, he's somebody that I tried really, really hard to, to get a hold of. And he was impossible to get a hold of for Volume 1. I think I think I have a connection uh, for Volume 2. So it has nice. a, we have, we'll see would, how that pans out. The success I, w- of this. I would think yeah. that this sets the tone and, and, and uh, in, in these circles which I'm sure Iggy Pop is familiar with a lot of these bands and what they do I mean, and so forth. I think that this would be a good calling card yeah. to say, you know, the, the water's already been tested, dude. So it, come it on board. Hurt. I know him and Rollins are tight. There you yeah. go. Oh. So, I mean, it might be worth, you know, dropping an email to Henry Rollins. Uh, something, have you sent them the, a copy of the books yet? Uh, the not bands? everybody, but, yeah. Some, yeah. Uh, you yeah. know, working my way through, a lot of the bands have gotten a copy of it. Uh, something that did come uh, from this book, which was really cool. So there's a band in here. They're a ska punk band called Less Than Jake. 
And their founding member and former drummer is now in a band called The Inevitables. And it's this ska super group. Super group. So if you guys are familiar with ska, like the yeah. horn sections, you know, kind of reggae in- mm-hmm. influence. Uh, they reached out to me and they asked me to come up with an original cocktail to be featured on the album insert that's coming out oh, in August. Oh, yeah, dude. Sweet. That's awesome. How cool is that's, that? That's really that's very cool. cool. That's and I'm very like, cool. that's. And, you know, it was one of those things. They could have asked me uh, to. To, to do anything and I would have been happy to do it. Right. But the fact that, you know, my name and my my uh, my recipe is going to be inside of that album is it's mm-hmm. kind of like you know, who doesn't want to be in the liner notes of an that's, album? Yeah, that's yeah, uh, that's awesome. Almost as cool as a creating the whiskey business cocktail. Mm-hmm. Yeah, almost uh, almost as cool. Bad. It's not it's, it's, it's almost as cool. <laughs> it's it's you know, it's almost that was a good cocktail. That was a great was cocktail. A I still have, I have that in my recipe book. It's just a great cocktail, business. and uh, and you featured it down at the bar for like a couple of yeah, weeks, and nice. it sold well. Sold like gangbusters. It, it sold was, well. That was so good. It was so good. It was so good. You know, it's uh, uh, I, I go back to the to the content of of, of what you did here. Uh, uh, I am not a bartender, and but it was about twelve years ago that I I wrote a cocktail book as well. Yeah. Uh, but I I I aggressively. <laughs> denounced any attachment to being a bartender. I am not a. I I vehemently denied having any type of expertise, if you will. What? Yeah, get the coffee. How many, oh, yeah, uh, get grab the coffee. Just like rattle yeah. a couple of recipes. How many off, year, how many years of R and D was on huh? that? How many years of R and D with that, Dino? Well, you know what? Uh, here's the deal. Uh, here's the deal. I I started. We used to have a. This is a 25 days of Christmas cocktail. Is that right? It's awesome. All right. Uh, and, and you just made these drinks up as you went for the most part, right? I, we, yeah. had a, we had a, a, a thing amongst my friends where uh, every December would be the 25 days of Christmas cocktailing, where we made sure that we had a drink every day in the month of December. The research division. Of the, 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 what I call the, uh, the, the three wise men were my friends, so the, the, the four of us. So we would do the 25 days of Christmas cocktail. We would just make sure that we had a drink every day. And, and that's when we would also take the time to uh, explore something other than whiskey. Because we were all whiskey drinkers. That's when we would, you know, sample rums and vodkas and different types of drinks. And then one day I got like, why don't I just try to write a book called 25 Days of Christmas Cocktailing, where I, who have no experience in the libation world, create a different cocktail for every month of December 1st to the 25th. So I would come home after work and I would go to my bar and I would start mixing shit together until it tasted decent. And then I would... (laughs) I and, love it. And, I love and, it. And, and then and then I would jot it down. But the, my point being, it wasn't so much about the cocktail, which is actually in here. It was about the stories because yeah. this is a book of humor. Yeah. Yours is a book of of, of of reminiscing about bands and how they influenced you. And and, the, and the, but my, mine are just humorous. Every everything in here is is is, 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 is funny. It's, it's funny. <laughs> Show them the uh, pictures. Who who did Deli? Uh, my uh, my friend Deli did. The, my friend Deli did the pictures. You just scribbled the, on the, the pictures are very, the the black and white and very, <laughs> very very under the influence or uh, very uh, Harold in the purple crayon. It's fun. Like, I like it. You know, but uh, I, I looked at some of your names and and that's that's what you know. Like uh, the day one for me was the Jack Frost. They all had mm. holiday themes to them. The George Bailey was one of my favorite ones. Oh, yeah. George Bailey, It's a Wonderful Life, right? A cup of coffee, a shot of Bailey's, half a shot of brandy, half a shot of Bacardi rum, half a shot of Maker's Mark whiskey, (laughs) dash a triple sec, sit quietly, and then ask if there's pie. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I've had that cocktail before. (laughs) And and, and I'm telling you what, 
uh, yeah, you'll 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 drink that. You'll have two cups of that, and wish that you'd never been born. <laughs> Uh, but uh, but the, but it was the stories the Christmas drop that one was that one was actually you, you told me about that one yeah. the Christmas drop was just uh, that should be a drink a regular drink a shot of Jack Daniels a shot of uh, Godiva chocolate liqueur and peppermint schnapps mm-hmm. all shaken together actually, yeah. I would drink that and, yeah, and uh, it might be, like you a, might have uh, stumbled uh, onto something uh, you there, are huh? peppermint patty. I, I think in the third book, we collaborate. We do it. We collaborate. <laughs> we do humor and something together. Uh, I don't know, whatever the case would be. My, my contribution is the and. Humor and whatever you bring to the table. <laughs> but this thing's like 12 years old. You, know, so you owe me a copy of that, the, by the, 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 the You can have this one. So, um, Johnny asked this question. I was going to ask you a question as well. Um, I I look at the dedication for dad. Mm-hmm. Thank you for introducing me to the wonderful world of rock and roll. Was your father instrumental? Oh yeah. In that, and in, in, in what way? I don't see your father pulling you over and and and, and introducing you to punk rock. It was a punk rock. Punk but, rock was my thing that I found kind of on my own. What my dad introduced me to are artists that have stood the test of time. And that to this day are some of my favorites. My dad introduced me to Bruce Springsteen and John Mellencamp and Tom Petty and Led Zeppelin and The Doors and those the Beatles. And I remember uh, my earliest my earliest memories of music uh, riding around with my dad. You know mm-hmm. him taking me on, you know his his runs to the the hardware store, or go grocery shopping or whatever it may be. And we're listening to John Mellencamp, you know uh, R.O.C.K. in the USA. We're listening to. Springsteen, born in the USA, you know these patriotic kind of fun rock and roll songs of the '80s, on cassette. Oh yeah, cassette for sure, man. Um, And you know the reason I love rock and roll is because of my dad. And I got a little bit older, and I thought I was you know a cool guy, like I said earlier, and I started listening to punk rock. Uh, But it all came back to Bruce. It all came back to Bruce Springsteen, and to me, he's he's my ultimate hero. You know, of music is Bruce, and me and my dad would go to so many. Uh, Springsteen concerts together. The first time that my mom and dad met my wife was at a Bruce Springsteen concert. So when I thank my dad for introducing me to the world, the wonderful world of rock and roll, that is uh, 100% true and authentic and sincere because, you know, he really set that foundation, uh, you know, for for good taste. (laughs) When when I met him and we did the podcast together, um, I got a little jealous. I got a little envious. Okay. Um, and, I, and I'll tell you why. Because uh, there there was a relationship there between the two of you. Sure. That uh, I never had with my father. And, and, and you could tell that your dad was just, no matter what you chose to do in this life or in this world, it seemed like he was behind you 100%. Every step of the way, he was. Did he want you to maybe follow in the footsteps of the family and, and stay in the railroad business? Maybe I don't know, but it, it didn't seem to matter. Um, just in the short amount of time I got to spend with him, night I was immediately in, in love with the man. After after <laughs> after one night, I mean, we had a we had a great time. He was honest. He was poignant. He was uh, he was sincere, um, and. Uh, Shit, I gave him, gave him one of my hats. 
before he left. Yeah, he gave him one of my hats. Yeah, we have that hat. He loved that hat. He looked good in that hat. He looked better in that hat than I would have ever looked in that hat. That hat was made for him. Uh, but yeah, I was, I was, I was, and, 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 a, and not in a spiteful way, obviously, in, in a good way. Like, sure. wow, this is no, I know what you this mean. is this is what a father and a son uh, are, are kind of about. So you know, um, you know, it, it's it's nice that you, you dedicated this to him and, and and that influence. Now, how do you think he would have felt knowing that this book was in print as we speak? Man, I wish he could have been here to see it. Yeah, um, you know, it, it was. It, it, I was I was a, a you know a knucklehead for the most of my twenties and messed around and who wasn't and didn't really didn't <laughs> in, re- in and out of prison yeah right right <laughs> in and out of prison. but I just you know I, I never got my shit together until you know later in life and uh, you know I was in my thirties whenever I really started getting it together and and you know I was going down this path of you know what I'm doing in the in the world of bartending and and you know I got a for my dad to see me get some of these accolades and awards was special for me for him to see me you know marry the love of my life and for us to buy a home together and settle in to this to this great city that we call home now was special for me and so you know to hear him say that he was proud of me is not something that I took for granted that my dad was very affectionate it's not something he did not withhold saying that he was proud he told me he was proud all the time he told me I was, he was proud of me whenever I was a knucklehead in my 20s and I was goofing off. <laughs> but I knew that he meant it, you know, and I knew that he was proud of me and that I gave him a reason to be proud. Mm-hmm. And I'm still just trying to do that. You know what I mean? I'm still trying to do that. So I just, every, you know, everything I do, everything I do is, is for, you know, my family, you know, and, and uh, I know he's looking down on me and I know, I know he's proud of me. So that makes me. Oh, I, I have I no doubt that he's, that, that he's got a, a big ass smile on his face <laughs> every step of the way. Mm-hmm. And you're, and you started St. Russell productions and, i did and that was i did i mean you know so uh you know <laughs> my dad would argue that he was no saint but you know to me he was he was the coolest guy i ever knew and he was he so was, is that he, is that an homage it's, to, it's, to, an, to, it's an homage to, to dad to, to, to your you dad know? for sure yeah and uh and you know I, I told him you know ultimately my goal is i want to open up my own bar in town here somewhere and, and you know we, i've been looking a little bit and when the opportunity presents itself it's going to be there and i told my dad uh on you know in, in his dying days I wanted to let him know. I was like, Dad, I'm gonna, I'm gonna open up a bar, and I'm gonna name it after you. Yeah. Whenever we do that, what are you gonna call it? Saint Russell's. Either call it possibly Saint Russell's or some oh, variation of that. Uh, so the idea was to create Saint Russell Productions with the idea of gaining a little bit of momentum, getting the name out there for this company, and this this idea that, you go, oh yeah, they throw some really fun events, mm-hmm. right? And then when the bar opens up, if it's called Saint Russell's or some variation of that, Boom. it already has that brand recognition. Yeah. I, I think Saint Russell's is a great name for a bar. I think it's pretty cool, right? Yeah, no, yeah. Not, not not pretty cool. Very cool. Thanks, man. Very cool. I, 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 I think, think he would I, get a kick out of that. I, mean, I think on. I think that's what it's got to be. <laughs> it's gotta Russell's, be. Eh, I, I might, I might, I might forget that. St. Russell's kind of yeah. resonates. Yeah, it's special. It resonates a little bit. I mop those floors. Yeah. 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 All right. We're hired. I'm going to be your bar right. back. There's a couple things I want to I want to I want to mention before we start to close things out. Before uh, one, uh, punk rock and cocktails is available. How do people get it? First of all, let's let's let's, so, let's get that. Yeah, if they're local here in town, they can get it at Use Kids Records. Uh, they can get it at Magnolia Thunder Pussy Records. If they're in Cincinnati, they can get it at Shake It Records. Okay. Kind of wanted to go through some record stores to sell as opposed to bookstores. I thought that'd be kind of fun. Smart. It's cool. That's it's real cool. cool. Yeah, it's yeah. a cool idea. Um, and then obviously on Amazon mm-hmm. and through the publisher's uh, website, biblio.com. Uh, biblio.com. Yeah. We'll make sure there's links in the show description yeah. Yeah, yeah, for, yeah. Right, for right, all right. that. We'll, we'll make sure for all that. Secondly, uh, speaking of uh, 
of uh, St. Russell Productions. Uh, you mentioned someday you want to open up your own bar, but have you already? Is you're you're, you're going to be behind the stick, as they say, uh, once again, yeah, on, on a regular basis, yes, here in Columbus, yeah. I'm really excited about it. So the, uh, well, I'm, so when's this when's this going to air? This is going to air on Monday, Monday yeah. May whatever, May the third, May the third. Yeah. So on on the fifth is the opening date at uh, Rye River Social in Grandview. We've got a fantastic bar team there. Uh, Nate Howell is the beverage director. I'm the bar lead. We've got Riley Robson, Alyssa Miser, Steve Labar, all very talented uh, bartenders, mixologists, whatever you want to call them. And it's it's uh, it's going to be one of, if not the best bar team I've ever been a part of. I'm really excited wow. That's pretty about cool. what we're going to be doing there. So now. Wednesday the 5th. Wednesday the 5th. Wednesday the 5th. This will drop on Monday the 3rd, mm-hmm. right? All right, so yeah. we're, we're ahead of the game it's there. Grand, grand opening. And then there's also, uh, speaking of, of podcasts, and I don't know how I feel about this. <laughs> oh, I, I don't, I don't well, know. You saved I, the best I, for last. I, 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 I don't, I don't know how I feel about the this. The grand finale. You know, I don't know how I feel that you've teamed up with somebody on this in, <laughs> on this podcast. Before you teamed up with me, I, uh, but I was you, cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You have delightfully... And, and and wonderfully teamed up with Hansberry to to start a podcast as well, which is also kind of based on music as well. It is, yeah. And, and, uh, and yeah, I mean, of, when, when I, we heard about the book, we were like, boom. Oops. Oops. Sorry, my, my phone's talking to me. Uh, when, when I heard about the book, we started talking about it, and I was like, this is a podcast. Yeah. And uh, we just kind of said it's a no-brainer. So tell me a little bit about the podcast. What, what's it going to be about? The and, podcast, and, podcast version of this of, of book. This? Yeah. So we're, yeah. we're calling it Rock Tales and Cocktails. Rock Tales and Cocktails. So Rock Tales. Tales of Rock. So yeah. it could be that could that could run the gamut. We're doing we're any, anything. So like we did our first uh, episode that already dropped uh, on Tom Petty. But we're going to be doing Neil Young, Bruce Springsteen, the Beach Boys. We're going to be doing uh, the Dick Murphys. And you don't have to ask permission. You can just do You, you can, can just do it. Yeah. You want. Will yeah. you be featuring a cocktail with each with, you, with each episode? Of Absolutely. Course. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. 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 We'll take a band or a record and and uh, we talk about the story while we while and we, we just while we, we just talk cocktail. about it. So yeah. the first one we did was Tom Petty's Full Moon Fever, which it, we both like Tom Petty and we just kind of landed on that cuz it has a cool story kind of revolving around the traveling Wilburys who Mm-hmm. Kind of more or less made that record with them, right? Uh, really cool backstories behind it, and uh, so we talked about that a little bit, and and uh, how it kind of played roles in our lives. I had actually my first beers. That was the soundtrack of the summer, where I like me and Andy Lightoff would sneak out to your the, friend's dad. To, yeah, it was my friend's dad, Van. His name was Van, <laughs> and nice. we'd like smoke cigarettes and drink Liney Kugel Berry Vice because Ooh. it was like really fruity. Ooh. So, yeah, so, so we're like, "This is oh, this is good." It's like we're, Dude, we're so hardcore right now. Yeah. So, uh, so those are just kind of the fun stories. Although we do tell a little bit of history stuff, I think there's a little. That's the other thing is there's a little more um, room to expand yeah. on the pod on, on the on the record and on the cocktail. It's a little bit more of a deep dive into the history of the band. And then we also talk about the, why it's meaningful to us because we're just picking bands that we're into that we like, right. and we you know it's if you know if it's a rock band or if it's a rock and roll adjacent band we're right. gonna put them on there yep. you know kind of like the rock and roll hall of fame you don't have to necessarily be a rock band to get in there if we like it <laughs> you're gonna be on our show I think it's very cool and I think it's very cool that you and uh, and Hansberry hooked up for it look what uh, you've done Dino you I didn't do anything <laughs> you know what uh, I I we've been doing this podcast. 
This is our fifth year or so fourth I've year. I've lost yeah. count as well. I've lost count as well. But he was my producer at Sunday ninety five, and obviously, when I left there, and you know, he agreed to to hang on here and 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 be the audio producer for Whiskey Business. And uh, I've said it sincerely, and I'll say it again tonight. Without him and John Whitney, this thing wouldn't exist at all. So. I'm thrilled that the I always call him the Will boy. You touch me now. He touched me. <laughs> hey, I always call him the, the boy because he is young the enough boy. to be my son. Um, but but the, real quick, let me finish the plug. So it's Rock Tales and Cocktails. I'm done with we, the plug. No, 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 no. <laughs> you, that's, Spotify, that's been, all, it's been uh, almost like seven minutes. <laughs> but we've got one. We have like one like uh, pilot episode out, and we're actually yeah. Thursday. We're getting ready to like launch the season. We that's have, cool. Like, we have uh, this Tom Petty one out. We're gonna start banging them out. They're gonna yeah. start so anywhere, just like whiskey. Anywhere you get the your podcast, you'll be able to get Rock Tales and Cocktails. Uh, right now, it's on Spotify and uh, iTunes. iTunes, okay, that's a great start. Get on there, smash five star. Yeah, right. Smash it, smash it, smash it, five star. <laughs> <laughs> you're hitching your you're hitching your wagon at the right time, Hansberry. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, this book. Yeah. You got the book. Yeah, it's, uh, uh, it's yeah, good. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you are actually hitching your wagon to a solid well, dude as he, well. He asked me about it, and yeah. I said, it, the only way I'm going to do this is if you co-host it with me. Yeah, yeah. Because it's a good I, choice. I, I thought we have such a fun, you know, back and forth talking about music anyway. And I was like, you know, maybe. Put this he, on tape. Let's put it on tape. Let's just, just record. Always record. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Right? That's it. Yeah. No, no, wise choice. I blow him, I blow him <laughs> a lot of. A lot of grief and, and, and a lot of shit uh, each and every week, but that's only because I love them. So I think that's for sure. I think this is this is a good. Terrible. This don't don't take this the wrong way when okay. I say this. Right. This is an excellent pairing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't no I don't I don't want him to think that there's something wrong by when I give him a compliment. You know, I don't want him to think that the love is gone. It's a good pairing. It's a good good Uh-oh, idea. What's We've been having fun that's with wrong. it. We've been yeah, having fun. Wrong. Good good idea, but. Uh, I just hope it doesn't take you away from. Of course not. From, from, no, I've heard that before. Of course oh, not. Hasn't yet. Of course not. Uh, <laughs> I'll be with you guys forever. Dino, we've been t- we've been talking about this for coming up on a year. We've recorded one episode. You have nothing to worry about. <laughs> <laughs> slow moving train. A slow moving train. Um, Which thank you, man. I mean, it's uh, every every time you're on, it's a blast. Thank you for being. I think our first, uh, we, we, like I said, we've had some face-to-face podcasts during the pandemic, but we did them outside because we were out in the in, in the in the fresh air, and those were safe distance. Everybody was six feet apart, and and uh, and that was only when we thought it was relatively safe to do so. This is the first one since the pandemic where we've been back in the house and face-to-face. And I was telling these guys, I said I miss that so much because. Uh, Doing them remotely, we we had no choice. We had to adapt, as you had to adapt. Sure, you had you you were out of a job, uh, bartending. There were no bars; they were closed. You decided to move forward and 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 get off your ass and actually do what you were talking about doing. And now look, you know, you're selling books in the UK and Australia and England and and, 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 and well, UK and England. It's kind of the same thing. But the uh, <laughs> is it? I don't know what happened to Brexit. Uh, is that, I don't know. There's something going on about Brexit. But my my point being is, you did it. You did it. And and uh, uh, I was saying when we when we come to a back to face to face, wouldn't Jesse be a great guest to have face to face? Because you know, I've been wanting to talk about this book for for a few weeks now, but I didn't want to do it remotely. Right. I wanted you on before now. Well, I've told you before, and I'll tell you again. 
you were an, an inspiration for me knowing that you had written the book. And man, I was picking your brain. I was asking you questions a- and you, and you helped motivate me as well. So I am, uh, you know, thank you for that. I'm honored that you wanted to have me back to talk about it. And man, this is just fun. Like it you, is you fun. guys are friends yeah. and I could just sit here and do this with or without the microphones. I know. You know I know. What I mean, I this know. is fun. And Surprise. I'd never hit record. And, uh, you know, it's a nice night tonight. You know, it's good. The temperature's dropped a little bit. We'll probably sit on the porch for a second and have a, a post whiskey business. Cocktail before birthday it's bourbon. You did promise me birthday yeah. bourbon. I did promise. So you had a choice between the birthday bourbon or do we do the blue note? And then we all collectively decided, since it was music theme, that we would crack the blue note early from our friends at uh, at, at BNR. So uh, the birthday bourbon's off the table. No, I, mean, <laughs> I knew that was coming. I'm leaving. No, no you want birthday bourbon? It's, it was our birthday. Uh, tell your phone to shut, shut up. up. It was our birthday recently. It was. It was our birthdays recently. D- Dino's and I's both. Yeah, he was April 18th. I was April 21st. Happy belated birthday. That's right. Belated birthday. How old Thank were you? you? 27. No, you weren't. How old were you? 37. Why? You, look, you look like shit for your age. 37. 37. 37. A young 37. Young 37. 37. How old are you, Whitney? I have 55. When did you turn? 64. What? When did you turn? Oh, December 5th. Back in December, right, right, right. Happy belated birthday to you as well. Yeah, Thank you. Nobody <laughs> celebrated a birthday yeah. in a year and a half. I know. Birthday bourbon for uh, everyone. I gotta, actually, well, let's, I'm going to cut all this. Except for the... Yeah. No, I, not I, gonna, I, I had a better... Cut this. Why are you going to cut this for? I have a birthday this year too, you guys. Yeah. Cut it. What are you going to cut this for? Well, I'm not going to... Uh, you, you don't want to talk about your age? You vain age. little man. What do you want to talk about? I'm not talking about this. I'm going to make a comment that my wife's going to hear. She'll be upset. Why? I actually had a better birthday the first time around because... It was like like barely a month after COVID started, and it was still like this, oh, let's sit around this the card table and do a puzzle, and we'll go on a walk. It'll be so nice. And this past year, we had like two kids who've been in the middle of a fucking quarantine for a year. We were just like, oh, I got to go to soccer practice, mow the lawn. I don't know why you wouldn't want your wife to hear that. I don't know why. Why, why would you cut that? She'll Love understand. You. Love you, babe. She'll understand. So, wait, so. I got a birthday. All right. Okay. How old am I going to be this this year? You're going to be 30. You're going to be 40? I'm going to be 40. Yeah. Oh, the big four. Big four. When's that, when's that coming up? July. July. Right. July what? July what? 19th. 19th. Okay. All right. We're Mark having a party. You guys are all invited. Thank it's you. Cancer, Thank you very right? much. Yeah. You're with my mom. My mom's uh, July 7th. Oh, right on. What's She'll be on? 85. God bless her. That's amazing. 85 years old. Still a. A lovely woman. <laughs> it's a Monday. She I'll is. still be there. Jessica. She is. She is. Wow. Well, it, 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 40. I don't, I don't care. I'm going to be there at your 40, house. 40. 37. The party's Sunday, apparently. Uh, Christina yeah, will, Christina oh. will get in hold of you. All weekend. All weekend. All, all, all weekend long party. Woo-hoo. In Vegas? What? <laughs> I'll be in Vegas. I don't, I don't need you to celebrate your birthday. Yeah. Jessica, having a great time for your birthday out in Vegas. <laughs> I remember 40. I remember your age. I remember your age. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not too far behind. 62. Hey, uh, Anthony Hopkins elig- just won an Oscar I'm elig- at 80. I'm eligible. I'm eligible for social freaking nah, security. Nah, nah, nah. Oh, boy. You're just a kid compared to Iggy Pop. 
That's true. That's true. <laughs> Harrison Ford and Mick Jagger it's, it's, and all these other cool guys. True. You're true. healthy compared to Iggy Pop. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and if you saw Harrison Ford on the Oscars, Harrison Ford, dude, he looked oh, a little. He did. He looked his age. He looked. Yeah. A, he looked. A, was he wearing an earring? Uh, Probably. Uh, yeah. I don't know. It always. It, you know. Can't believe he's doing another Indiana Indiana Jones movie. Yeah. Is Fine. that in the can already, Whitney? No, they haven't started yet. They haven't uh, even started it yet. I don't think so. Oh, oh dear is lord! Is it going to be like Princess oh, Leia? They're going to oh, be CGI. Oh, this one's just going to be him teaching the entire time. Just something in the classroom. I, teaching. Uh, I'm not a. I, yeah, we'll see. After the aliens from last time, I'm not. A, you're, I'm not, not you're not. You're not jumping on board. Spoiler alert! Knock the crystal yeah, skull. <laughs> crystal skull. <laughs> it was like 13 years ago. 12 years ago. I just want an old fifties fridge so I can survive the next apocalypse. That's what I want. That's all, right? Yeah, that's yeah. all. I got one downstairs in the basement. Oh, okay, okay. Good. You want a what? He hid it in the fifties oh, fridge. The fridge in the beginning, yeah. like of the right scene. out of the gate, it the started off scene. a little unbelievable. <laughs> well, yeah, when, when you survive a nuclear bomb in the opening scene of a movie, it's pretty bad because, <laughs> yeah. like, in a, you know, in the first one, where all the Nazis' faces got melted off, yeah, and we're like, yeah, I believe yeah. that. And that's now right. this is like jumping the shark. That's right. <laughs> we're older and wiser. We are. This is where we're we on draw to Hollywood. Hollywood. We are older uh-huh. and we are not wiser. <laughs> I will I will attest to that. The book, once again, my friends, Punk Rock and Cocktails, the author, the man, the myth, the, the living legend. legend, Jesse Hubbard, is is the author who's put a lot of time and love into something. Um, yeah, write what you know and... <sighs> love what you do and do what you love and i think this this book is probably a fine example of that right yeah man right hit the nail on the head so uh continued success look forward to the opening of um say it again for me rye river social and rye river social we'll do a podcast from there that'd be awesome right i love it yeah i love it so my friends until the next bottle see ya Hello everyone, my name is Tom Kearns and I host the Anglo-Saxon England podcast where I cover the history and culture of England from the departure of the Romans in the 5th century to the Norman Conquest in 1066. So far we've surveyed the collapse of Roman rule in Britain, the migration of the Anglo-Saxons and the history of Northumbria from its beginnings in the mists of legend to its destruction at the hands of Viking raiders in the 9th century. I hope you'll come and give it a go.